Welcome to the Conscious Refocus podcast with me, your host, Kalina Spasova. This is the third episode of the podcast. And it's actually quite unbelievable that uh, we are at this milestone. It might sound weird that three episodes, actually posting two episodes is a milestone. But let me tell you, it is a big deal for me to be creating this uh, space where I can share my thoughts where I can um, engage your thoughts and feelings and maybe challenge them at times and to receive the feedback that I have received. Um, this one, this episode is going to be slightly different. In the previous two episodes, we were talking about consciousness, about the meaning of the question, who am I? And the answer, I am and that uh, that consciousness is a container. In the second episode, we spoke about a tool that actually can set up that container and can give it shape and meaning, and it being the development of the qualities and values that you want to exhibit in the world. In this episode, however, we are going to be looking at something slightly different. So in the next two weeks, I will be off to a Vipassana retreat, so you won't hear from me. And this episode is going to aim at explaining and talking about the Vipassana meditation, the Vipassana 10-day course, and my own experience with it, and potentially satisfying your curiosity about what Vipassana is if you've been speaking to me and if you've wanted to ever try it out and if that is your first time ever hearing about Vipassana I hope you do a little bit of digging yourself it is pretty powerful stuff so this very third episode is about the practicality of the first two things that we spoke about and before we begin I wanna tell you a little bit about Vipassana and specifically the course that I am going to. So I'm going to be going to a retreat, a 10-day course of Vipassana as taught by SN Gwenka in the tradition of Sayagi Ubakin. I'm going to be serving at that retreat, which means I won't be sitting it. I have sat at that retreat for a total of two times now and I have served once. And I kid you not, it is like an incredible laboratory where you go and examine your thinking patterns, your body and your breath. And Vipassana, the word itself, means seeing things as they really are. It is the process of self-purification by self-observation. This comes directly from the dhamma.org website, which is the official Vipassana meditation website as being taught by SN Cuenca. What they also say in there is that one begins by observing the natural breath to concentrate the mind. With a sharpened awareness, one proceeds to observe the changing nature of body and mind and experiences the universal truths of impermanence, suffering and egolessness. This truth realization by direct experience is the process of purification. The entire path, Dhamma, is also, as, as it's been called in the Pali language, is a universal remedy for universal problems and has nothing to do with any organized religion or sectarianism. That is actually true. I can attest to that as I have 
done it now three times. For this reason, it can be freely practiced by everyone at any time, in any place, without conflict due to race, community or religion, and it will prove equally beneficial to one and all. What they also say on the website is that what Vipassana is not, is that it's not a rite or ritual based on blind faith. It is neither an intellectual nor a philosophical entertainment. It is not a rescuer, a holiday or an opportunity for socializing. Actually, one of the main prerequisites is that you keep and observe noble silence. So for nine days, you don't speak. And on the 10th day, you actually can finally engage in social contact with uh, the people that are at the retreat. And it also is not an escape from the trials and tribulations of everyday life. Oh, I can guarantee you that it can feel like an escape from the trials and tribulations of everyday life also, but it really isn't because you go there to work. My personal first Vipassana experience actually was sort of an escape. I prefer to be there sitting by myself, quietly observing all of the rules and doing the meditation practice, but it felt much easier than what was happening in my actual life at the time. So it is really not an escape from the trials and tribulations of every everyday life, but it could also feel like an escape. What Vipassana is, it is a technique that will eradicate suffering. It is a method of mental purification which allows one to face life's tensions and problems in a calm, balanced way. And it is an art of living that one can use to make positive contributions to society. I can attest as a practicing Vipassana meditator for a year and a half that indeed the practice that I have and my involvement with uh, these courses has really allowed me to be more calm and balanced in situations where the mm, ordinary response would be one of anger and frustration. I would have this split second longer to think how I actually would like to react to the situation. And also what they say on the website is that Vipassana meditation aims at the highest spiritual goals of total liberation and full enlightenment. Its purpose is never simply to cure physical disease. However, as a byproduct of mental purification, many psychosomatic diseases are eradicated. In fact, Vipassana eliminates the three causes of all unhappiness, craving, aversion, and ignorance. With continued practice, the meditation releases the tensions developed in everyday life, opening the knots tied by the old habit of reacting in an unbalanced way to pleasant and unpleasant situations. Interestingly enough, how Vipassana, this particular type of Vipassana course taught by Gwenka, uh, came to be this international phenomena was that Gwenkaji was um, suffering from really, really severe migraines. And he, he was a rich uh, entrepreneur and businessman coming from a very wealthy family. And he was looking for a cure to his migraines. And he traveled around the world, seeing expensive doctors, renowned doctors. And someone told him that actually there was a Vipassana course that he can take and that might help him. Uh, and help his suffering. He went in, he sat there for a day, and he thought that was absolute nonsense, and it was a complete waste of his time. Uh, this is a story he actually tells in the uh, course, in the discourses that we listen to every day at the end of the at the end of the days uh, when you are sitting and meditating. And someone told him, one of the servers, uh, do stay, and if you don't like it, still leave tomorrow. He changed his mind. He sat down, and he noticed that. The pain he was experiencing in his head actually was shape-shifting. It was changing. It wasn't constant. And that got his curiosity. So he decided to stay for the whole course. Um, I cannot tell you, I cannot remember if he completely cured his migraine, migraines then and there, but he certainly found a way to cope. And he was so fascinated 
by this experience and by what he has uh, lived through that he wanted to uh, carry on doing more courses, get training by his teachers, Ayagi Ubakin, and he was uh, practicing, uh, serving, and by the 14th year he, was a f he became a Vipassana teacher. The course is uh, called as, uh, Vipassana by Gwenka, as in Gwenka, because even though Gwenka has passed away several years ago, there, have, there were recordings that were produced of him teaching the whole, the whole course. And uh, those are the things that you listen to. So there is really no interpretation of what he's saying because those teachings are, have been approved by him. And it is, uh, the, I guess, the recordings are done in such a way that if you decide to do your own Vipassana retreat, you can just download them day by day and you can do the whole thing by yourself, provided that you have someone to supply you with food or you have done that for yourself. So why am I so drawn to Vipassana? Why do I actually want to go and surf in the next two weeks rather than stay in my daily life, which I can guarantee you these days, I actually don't need to escape from. Back then, a year and a half ago, was uh, there was a family tragedy that was happening and I just needed a respite. Uh, these days, my life is pretty calm, adventurous, exciting, and I don't necessarily need a break from it. So what's the reason why I'm going? The reason is that what is fascinating to me and keeps attracting me to volunteer uh, for these Vipassana courses is that this wisdom is given freely, meaning for 10 days, you as a layman are completely surrendered to the charity of others. You do not pay for this course. Only after you have done the whole 10 days, you can give donations if you like to. And the next course is set up in a way that all of the money for the course are actually being used by the donations that have been given for it. The people that organize the course are volunteers. The people that produce, make the food, cook the food, um, look after the students are also volunteers. That's the role that I'm going to be doing. I assume I might be in the kitchen chopping vegetables, waking up early, serving food, cleaning dishes, mopping the floors. So the work is pretty manual. There are people who are uh, managers, general managers, kitchen managers, people who are looking after the students. Normally there is one person that is uh, the point of contact between the students and the teacher where they would share anything that they need or are experiencing or having difficulties with and that person will relay that to the teacher um, because uh, when you go to a vipassana meditation retreat you're not allowed to speak you are asked to keep noble silence and you're also asked to keep another few precepts so when you are there you swear to follow five precepts if you are a new student and eight precepts if you're an old student um, and those are to uh, abstain from killing any being, to abstain from stealing, to abstain from all sexual activity, to abstain from telling lies, and to abstain from all intoxicants. If you are an old student, you also will abstain from eating after midday, you abstain from sensual entertainment and bodily decorations, and abstain from using high or luxurious beds. And of course, everybody needs to keep noble silence, meaning to stay quiet and not communicate even through just uh, gestures or eye contact. And that is done because one of the precepts is to abstain from telling lies. It is so easy 
for us to just even unwillingly and unknowingly speak untruths. So by doing so, you prevent that from happening. When you're serving, of course, it's a little bit dif different. You actually don't abstain from speaking. You promise that you will keep noble speech. Noble speech, I must tell you, is harder than abstaining from talking. Because it's so natural to want to chit chat with people when you're working, you are, for example, chopping your second or third kilo of cucumbers and you have your buddy next to you doing the same and you start chatting and you might may start talking about the work that you have to do, preparing for lunch or breakfast or cleaning up for the afternoon. And of course, you will either bring your life uh, or something that you want to express or something that is on your mind. And then very soon after, you will be talking about everything else but the practice and the work, which is actually the aim of practicing noble speech. So when you are serving at a retreat like uh, the Vipassana 10 day course, you are practicing observing your body, observing yourself in almost like real life situations. So you are given the chance to test yourself and to see where you have been triggered as well. Because someone might say something wrong, someone might ask you to do something that you would normally not like to do. You might interpret someone's behavior as uh, less than stellar and noble and it's a great exercise to be able to see that. One other thing that might be of interest to you uh, about Vipassana is that um, the foundation of, of the practice uh, is actually three, it has three pillars. We have Shila, which means moral conduct. Shila provides a basis for the development of Samadhi and Samadhi is the concentration of the mind. And that is what happens for the first. So you practice Shila by abstaining from the five or eight precepts that I mentioned previously, which allows you to practice concentrating of your mind. So when you haven't done anything that is not moral, then you can start practicing Anapana, which means concentrating on your breath in a certain way. I'm not going to be explaining how that's done because you need to go and check it out yourself. And that is called Samadhi, is a concentration of the mind. It is not a new technique. A lot of um, meditation techniques practice, like allow you to practice this through visualizations, through repeating mantras, through observing the breath. In this particular case, you sharpen your mind by observing your breath in one very particular way. And the purification of the mind then is achieved through Panya, which is the wisdom of insight. This wisdom is actually as uh, Gwink explains it through the words of Buddha, your own lived experience wisdom. That is why I go to these retreats, because when I am there, I can train myself for 10 days to really fully practice this wisdom of insight by myself. Meaning I sit there, I meditate, I follow the instructions and I see how my mind, how my body, how my emotions are reacting to literally to this to the nothingness that is happening i'm literally my only job is to sit there and observe some rules which in turn might sound very easy and yet there is all of this upheaval in my mind in my body in my emotions that's going on this pain from sitting for so many hours a day and you just observe it and you see that by following the instructions suddenly there is this quality of calmness that might come up or 
you might get really agitated and all you do is you observe you don't get sucked into the story or when you get sucked into the story you come back to observing yourself again i'm not going to be teaching how to do vipassana meditation but i'm talking about the vipassana course itself and before i go i want to invite you to have fun with this story which is one of my favorites even if you don't want to do the course i do invite you to read the book by william hart called the art of living vipassana meditation as taught by sn guenka it has a lot of the stories the theory behind uh vipassana and specifically the vipassana meditation retreat and in there there is this uh, funny story called swimology and i would like to read that to you now so here it goes Swimology. Once a young professor was making a sea voyage. He was a highly educated man with a long tail of letters after his name, but he had little experience of life. In the crew of the ship on which he was traveling was an illiterate old sailor. Every evening the sailor would visit the cabin of the young professor to listen to him hold forth on many different subjects. He was very impressed with the learning of the young man. One evening, as the sailor was about to leave the cabin after several hours of conversation, the professor asked, Old man, have you studied geology? What is that, sir? The science of the earth. No, sir, I haven't been to any school or college. I have never studied anything. Old man, you have wasted a quarter of your life. With a long face, the old sailor went away. If such a learned person says so, certainly it must be true. He thought, I have wasted a quarter of my life. Next evening, again as the sailor was about to leave the cabin, the professor asked him, Old man, have you studied oceanography? What is that, sir? The science of the sea. No, sir, I have never studied anything. Old man, you have wasted half of your life. With a still longer face, the sailor went away. I have wasted half my life. This learned man says so. Next evening, once again, the young professor questioned the old sailor. Old man, have you studied meteorology? What is that? Sir, I have never even heard of it. Why? The science of the wind, the rain, the weather? No, sir, as I told you, I have never been to any school. I have never studied anything. You have not studied the science of the earth on which you live. You have not studied the science of the sea on which you earn your livelihood. You have not studied the science of the weather which you encounter every day. Old man, you have wasted three quarters of your life. The old sailor was very unhappy. This learned man says that I have wasted three quarters of my life. Certainly, I must have wasted three quarters of my life. The next day, it was the turn of the old sailor. He came running to the cabin of the young man and cried, Professor, sir, professor, have you studied swimology? Swimology? What do you mean? Can you swim, sir? No, I don't know how to swim. Professor, sir, you have wasted all your life. The ship has struck a rock and is sinking. Those who can swim may reach the nearby shore, but those who cannot swim will drown. I'm so sorry, professor, sir. You have surely lost your life. You may study all of the ologies of the world, but if you do not learn swimology, 
all your studies are useless. You may read and write books on swimming, you may debate on its subtle theoretical aspects, but how will, you, how will that help you if you refuse to enter the water yourself? You must learn how to swim. I hope you enjoyed this uh, fun story. Uh, I, I remember that was the first time when I recognized, when I heard it and when Gwenka was uh, telling it um, at the end of the first day or one of the first days, I was so happy. I was thinking that I entered some sort of uh, sect and I wasn't quite sure what I was doing at this course. Um, and he was so humorous and he told it with so much gusto. Um, that I really was like, okay, I can actually do this. I don't, I can, I can let myself go and learn swimology. I can just dive into what this experience has to teach me. And this is me not saying that I will continue doing the courses forever and ever. Yet, I'm also saying that I won't stop doing the courses. I guess what I'm trying to say is um, doing a Vipassana meditation retreat for me has been a chance to experience what it is like to to observe my own brain in an environment where I can safely let go and not have to deal with the pressures of day-to-day -day life. It has been a gift and that is why I'm going to serve so that I can give that same gift to other people who want to experience it. It is uh, certainly an experience that everybody has in different ways. Some people experience it as total bliss and then they chase it when they cannot replicate it. Like one of the teachers that is a Vipassana teacher, uh, Joseph Goldstein said that he had one of the most exquisite Vipassana retreats uh, where he was in total bliss for 10 days. And then when he was chasing that same high for the next two years, those was, were his most miserable years. Uh, I've also heard other people who have had such a tough time that they never went again to do a Vipassana meditation retreat. What I'm trying to say, or what I'm saying actually, is that every retreat is different because every person is different. What is common between all of us is the fact that we share suffering and we are all in this together. We are ruled by what we dislike, so our aversions, what we desire, so our cravings, and the ignorance of how that actually is strongly influencing your behavior, your decisions, and your mental patterns. This is all that I had for you today. I hope you had fun with, uh, with hearing about a concept that you might not have heard before or you might be extremely proficient with. I am not even going to invite you to try it out, but I will invite you to check out the dhamma.org website and potentially read The Art of Living by William Hart. Uh, even if you don't try do the swimology of Vipassana, you might get uh, an idea or two to apply in your lives. That's all that I have for you. Just a reminder that um, because I will be at this Vipassana retreat that I spoke about, uh, there won't be any podcast episodes coming out uh, in the next couple of weeks. I don't know what our next topic is going to be because I don't know who I will be when I come back. My invitation before I go is that um, if you want to examine what is uh, keeping you stuck or where you want to go in your future and you need um, 
some support and uh, partnering with a coach to achieve success and the results that you dream of and desire. Do reach out. I would love to work with you. Uh, we can have a refocus conversation. Uh, you can sign up for one on my website, consciousrefocus.com. It uh, has been life-changing for uh, people and it might lead to insights and uh, understanding of your inner world that you've never had before. It is my greatest pleasure to offer these to people and to get to know you better. And until next time, my friends, that's all I had for you. Have a good one.